Hey guys, Paul Reddick here. Welcome to the Baseball Dads Podcast. The world of baseball and the youth and especially the high school game is changing so rapidly. These rapid changes are bringing about a lot of confusion, a lot of frustration for today's parents that are trying to bring their son up in the game. So the purpose of this podcast is to use the experience of dads who have already gone through this journey and have navigated it successfully so we could take aim at that confusion and frustration and knock it out. We're going to talk to these dads about what they did right, about what they did wrong, what they would do more of, what they would do less of, and they're going to give you their advice for today's parents that are going through this game. So stay tuned for today's podcast. And make sure you go to BaseballDadsNewsletter.com where you can get a free trial in our monthly Baseball Dads Newsletter. So without any further delay, let's get on to today's show. I understand it because it is, or excuse me, if I can only use your instruction because you're there explaining it to me and I can't understand it and take it with me and make it portable, that's not instruction. That's just kind of therapy, right? It's like manual therapy that a, that a pitching coach is doing on you. So the scientists, while I think they're probably the most right in all these four areas, um, I, you know, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a big challenge for them to make it user-friendly enough for the everyday dad, player, and coach to use. Um, and maybe they don't care, you know? I, I think some of them, like, that's just their market. You know, they just want to talk to the higher-level professional, you know, um, full-time pitcher. That's fine. That's, yeah, that's fine. But for me, and for baseball dads here, my 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 um my allegiance is to you and I want to make sure that I give you the information so you can select the right person. The number four one is the internet pitching coach. Now um <laughs> as I'm a pitching coach and on the internet a lot, but I, I think it's more the social media coach. There's the advent now today of, of these thirty second one minute clips that show up on Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and YouTube. And when it's all edited together, it all looks great. And, and it looks great. And I respect all these guys. I really do. I respect their passion for the game. I respect what they do. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of people get swayed by looking at 10 seconds of somebody throwing a ball. And they look at kind of these short little things and think, wow, that's amazing. And they kind of move in that direction. And the problem we have is that our, our email, our email subscriber list, about 280,000 every day, we send out a, a new a newsletter issue. So you can imagine how many replies we get back. We kind of find out what happens on the flip side. We hear the stories of what happens on these things, of these, these totally extreme programs that are, are out there. So, again, watch out for uh, the traditional coach who just kind of throws a bunch of stuff, the talent coach who just puts his playing career out in front, the scientist who just can't make it user-friendly. Watch out for the social media coach who just kind of shows you the quick little highlights and maybe their program is too extreme. So what do you look for now? So I'm going to tell you that the first thing that you want to look for, there's, there's, there's really no order to these. I shouldn't say the first thing because there's really no order. Um, because I think they're all kind of together. I think they're all like number one on the list is number one is did they have a network? So what I mean by a network, if you listen to the last podcast, there's a lot of issues that I can't solve for you as your pitching coach. If you've got a jammed up angle, you got a tight muscle, you got a weakness, you got a muscle imbalance, you got something going on in your system that's preventing you from executing the instruction that I'm trying to give you, then I am not your solution as a pitching coach. The solution as your pitching coach could be as a medical professional, it could be a doctor if you're in serious pain or you have an injury. It could be a physical therapist if you have uh, muscle imbalances or you have a, an injury that they can they can work with. It could be an athletic trainer, maybe to help you reduce inflammation or reduce swelling or to treat an injury uh, or, or it could be any one of those it could be a sports psychologist could be a nutritionist and you know we have a network of all those people 
we work specifically with the best of the best. I had relationships. I was a pitching, a baseball consultant for St. Barnabas Hospital, and I used to go up there all the time at, uh, with Health South. I was a consultant with about a dozen other physical therapy places, nutritionists, sports psychologists. We had a network of all these people, and a lot of times I volunteered my time to them to teach them about pitching mechanics, and and just so I could have that relationship with them, so that when my one of my players did have an injury, they could get in to see the medical professional who understood what I was doing as a pitching coach and I understood what he was doing as a doctor or as a physical therapist or if there was a mental emotional issue I could get him with a sports psychologist who understood what I was trying to do as a pitching coach so he has to have that network not just a referral list not just hey we send people up to this guy but a real network of people that they're integrated with that understand how they teach players how they instruct players and to really you know create an overall solution for you when you need those solutions because when kids can't throw strikes or kids are struggling or kids are, are a little rat, rattled on the mound mentally their, their first step is to come to us and more times than not in the past i've referred out to people it's like look you don't need to come to me now you need to go see the sports psychologist now do a couple sessions then come to me or you need to see the physical therapist who's going to work on your ankle because unless that ankle gets freed up i no, nothing i tell you is going to work or your pitches are bad because your release points off because your body is fatigued. You need to go see with a strength trainer and get on a program to build endurance so we can repeat your mechanics over and over and over again. The pitching coach, the pitching coach that doesn't do that is trying to make himself the only solution. Or for me, and I'll tell you this, all the pitching coaches listening, you will become the go-to guy when you have that network. Because once you have that network, you're going to get the right solutions for your players. Your players are going to do well. You're going to get the credit. The doctor, the physical therapist, the athletic trainer, the sports psychologist, they're not going to get the credit. You're going to get the credit as the pitching coach. So um, number two, and again, these I'm just listing these, but the, uh, to me, I think they're all equally important. Number two, look at credentials. Uh, I'm sorry, don't look at credentials, look at character. Anytime a coach puts in front his credentials, I played in the major leagues, I'm a D1 coach, I coach this part, run, run for the hills if they lead with their credentials because what they're trying to do is look at my credentials, don't look at me. Anytime they are telling you about that first, that is a warning sign because they are saying because I was this, in a past life, you should now listen to me in this present life. No, 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 no. Some of the best pitching coaches I've ever met and ever worked with never played the game. Never played the game. And it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference whether a, a guy played professional or played in the major leagues. If they're leading with their credentials, I would run. Look at their character. How do you find their character? You sit in on their lessons. If they will not let you sit in on their lessons, run. I would, well, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but you should sit in on three or four different lessons with different types of pitchers. Show up when they're working with a nine-year-old. Show up when they're working with a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old. If they only work with a certain age group, ask to show up with a variety of different pitchers. You know, do you have a righty? Do you have a tall kid? Do you have a lefty? Audit that pitching coach's session. Too many times we're just making a decision based on, well, here's the pitching coach at our local academy that the high school coach said to go to. Let's just go to him. Or this is a guy, he played two years in the minors, let's just go to him. It's also very funny is that we get a lot of pitching coaches who he played two years in the minors but blew out his arm and now he's giving pitching lessons. Um, so look at, look at character, don't look at credentials. Watch how he teaches because it's not always about the information as we know with coaches, right? It's about do, are you a good instructor? Can you communicate with players? Can you get them to understand what you're trying to say? It's not all just about the experience or the instruction. There's another part of it, like it's like a little bedside manner to uh, being a pitching coach. Um, 
Number two, look at results and reputation. Ask around, right? In the day of social media now, we could do a lot of asking around about guys. But when I say look at results, here's another warning sign. If all they tell you about is their D1 player or the two guys that got drafted, run. Because I'm going to tell you, I coach Division One players. Um, I coach draft picks. I coach guys that went on to major leagues. Um, coach a lot of college players. And I will tell you this. Well, it, well, it's honest. Those probably 80, 90% of those players would have achieved everything they achieved had they never met me. It's just the truth, you know, um, especially the professional players, the D1 players, they would have, I, I would say probably 100% of those players would have become D1 players or professional players had they never met me. Do I like to think that I made a positive impact on their life? Yes, I, I do. Maybe I got them to believe in themselves or, you know, I was a, uh, you, you know, a stable figure in their lives, and, and that's what I tried to be. But I'm going to tell you, when it comes down to the baseball part of it, they would have made it anyway. So if you're looking at that as their success, that is not their success. I always say God made the God makes the major leaguers, and God probably makes the D1 players too. And and if, so if He's showing you this guy played for Cal State forward, and this guy played for Texas, and this guy was drafted by the Twins, run, run, because they are sh they are trying to take credit for something that. They probably had very little to do with. Um, so what do you want to ask them for? Ask them for the kid that got cut from the freshman team and then made the JV the next year. Ask them for the kid who was not in the starting rotation and you got him in the starting rotation. Or a kid who wasn't in the lineup and now he bats third. Or a kid who was cut from the JV and now he's a freshman at a junior college. Uh, ask them for those types of stories. And don't, don't just ask them for their wild successes. Tell us about the guys you turned around on an everyday basis. Tell us about you know things that are hard to do. Because it's easy to stand next to a Division One prospect who throws 90 miles an hour and just take credit for it. I, I did it once. you know. It's easy to do. It's really hard to take that kid who was just cut from the JV and now he still wants to play and now he's going to go out for the varsity next year or he's going to go out for a travel team and you got to get him ready and you got to make him a great player and he made the team that's the tough work of a coach those are the instructors that you want so look for those types of results from players ask them where their philosophy comes from and be very wary when you hear well it's kind of like this or it's kind of like that or we use a little bit of this use a little bit of that and you know it's kind of like we we know it's an individual pitcher and this and that blah 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 you start hearing some run around trust your gut on this one you'll know when you hear kind of some bull run around um i'm going to tell you that i had the opportunity to sit next to a division 1 coach on a plane flight from new jersey to california to go to the abca convention in anaheim this is probably 25 years ago i was a very young coach and it was just coincidence that i sat next to him and uh i was nervous and i kind of you know asked him like you know, what does it take to be a, a great coach and I don't think I asked him a second question. He talked for the next five and a half, six hours. I, I like poked him with a pin and, and, and a flood came out because this guy had philosophy. He had deep-rooted beliefs. He had experience and he had developed that philosophy and those deep-rooted deep beliefs based on that experience. It wasn't like, oh, well, we do a little bit of this, we do a little bit of that, or, or we do this, or we do that. No, this is a deep-rooted philosophy. I love that question. When people ask me, like, what's my philosophy and pitch? I'm like, my friend, come sit right here. Let me pull up my computer. I do a two-day seminar uh, on pitching. I, I talk for a week about it if you want me to. So I love that question. When, some, when you ask them their philosophy and they kind of run around that, run. That is a sign for you to run. 
Um, and also, too, we talk, we talk about references. You know, you want to ask for some specific references. When you talk to those references, though, ask them, what was special about this coach? What did he do that other coaches don't do? What do you like best about him? What, what's not your favorite thing about them? Ask around before you put your son with a pitching coach. So, again, do they have a network? Look at their, look at their character and other credentials. Look at their results and their reputation. Um, never let them tell you. Focus on, the, on their on their tough success stories, ask them their philosophy and check the references. Um, and then, you know, the, the biggest thing too is go back to the pitching coach tricks. Um, in the last podcast, are, when you watch their lesson, are they just doing pitching coach tricks? Are they just going to make your son feel good, band-aid and Advil, or are they going to make them good? And part of that too, is that you have to tell that coach what you want. Tell them you want to develop a plan, a long-term plan for your son's success, for him to pitch as long as he possibly can or as long as he wants to, healthy, injury-free, you know, maximizing whatever um, God-given gifts he has. Tell them that is your objective. Um, and that might mean that you have some lessons that aren't great. Right? It's not all fun and games. If you want to be a bodybuilder and you want to, or be a world-class athlete, right? You're going to have some training sessions that that are hard, that stink, that don't instantly make you better. And that's how we have to approach uh, a pitching coach when we're choosing a pitching coach. We have to tell them exactly what our objective is, um, and then go through these steps. So, um, going over to five six seven dadcom we have the um, with the book, and if you do want to set up a 567 call with me, all the information to do that is there. So uh, have a great week, guys. Thanks for listening, and I will see you back here next week. Thanks. Hey, guys, it's Paul again. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We really hope you got a lot out of it. We have so much more to come for you. And thank you so much for trusting us with your baseball education and also the development with your child. It's something that we take very seriously and really means the world to me and the rest of the staff here at Paul Riddick Baseball and Baseball Dads Podcast. So thank you so much. We would love it if you would leave a five-star rating and a great review of this podcast. That's how it helps us get the word out about the podcast so that other dads can share in this information that we need so much. Also, don't forget to go to Baseball Dads Newsletter where you can get a free trial subscription in our Baseball Dads Newsletter. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I can't tell you what it means to us that you would tune in, and we're just loving bringing this information to you. So, again, thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next show. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for Baseball Dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to BaseballDadsBook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.